become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Welcome. Welcome to Voice America, America's Voice, and welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living. And my guest today is Charlene Costanzo. She, I've interviewed her before. She's a very inspirational author and makes just warms your heart. Her previously published books include the gifts, the Twelve Gifts of Birth, the Twelve Gifts for Healing, the Twelve Gifts in Marriage, and the Thirteenth Gift in her Twelve Gifts series. A Perfect Name, a children's book. And today we're talking about her latest book, which is Touchstones, Stories for Living the Twelve Gifts, which is the fifth book in her inspirational Twelve Gifts series books. Welcome, Charlene. I'm happy to be with you again, Patricia. Thank you. Tell us how this book is different from the others. Well, it's longer for one thing. That is a really big thing. My first three books are such, are so short. They're fables that can be read in about five or ten minutes. This is actually a full-length book, but like the others, filled with short stories so that within a few minutes, a message is delivered not only in the mind, but intentionally in the heart. Because when we read about something that taps into one of our gifts, I think uh, that that gift resonates in us. Something happens in the heart, and um, so in that way, it's similar to the others. Okay, and it's called touchstones. Why do you call it that? You know, I've always loved that word. It's I think it's such an evocative word, and well, I guess it makes sense. A writer, I love words, <laughs> but I I learned uh, recently that the word touchstones originally referred to very specifically to concrete. Um, a concrete object, real stones that about 2,500 years ago people used uh, to help them to barter, to build um, wealth. Um, they would carry a like a, a black river stone with a streak of real gold, authentic gold marked on it. And then when they went about their day or in trade and someone offered a piece of gold to them, in order to test its authenticity, a mark would be made, made alongside the original one, and, uh, you know, one could tell whether it was real gold or not. And that word um, expanded to mean everything that's real, true, authentic, and valuable in us and in our lives. Mm. And the stories. So, so I guess so um, that, yeah, I got... Yeah, that's I, the next question is how did you select <laughs> the stories? I'm sure there were many to choose from. Um well, yeah, and I did want to say, and that's why I got so hung up on loving that word there, that to say that touchstone stories similarly 
bring out in us, they like reflect to us what is powerful and real and most valuable in us. And the stories, I started to collect them in earnest when I published my first book, The Twelve Gifts of Birth, and lived in a motor home and was traveling around the U.S. in uh, 1999-2000. And um, in tra- reading that first book that takes only five minutes, Twelve Gifts of Birth, and talking about strength, beauty, courage, compassion, hope, joy, talent, imagination, reverence, wisdom, love, and faith. We focus on those 12. And um, people, and I, I would ask children and adults uh, to give examples. And sometimes, um, even without my asking, someone would say, oh, I remember this time when I really, I discovered I had strength. And, you know, I didn't know I had courage. But then somebody pointed it out to me. And anyway, these these stories I realized from others and my own are so powerful because when we hold them in our minds and in our hearts, just like holding that um, stone with the streak of gold, it kind of helps us to make good choices every day because we stay in touch with what's real and valuable in us. All right, so let me ask you a question. I just pulled this story. It's called Beauty at Auschwitz. Now, I'm wondering how Auschwitz could be beautiful for anyone. As pe- For people who don't know, Auschwitz was a, one of the largest concentration camps during Nazi Germany, during the Hitler regime. And yet, you, you write a story about this, and you write about the beauty. Explain that, Charlene. Well, and first I want to point out that in addition to, obviously, stories that were told to me directly or that I witnessed, there are a few stories in the book that are just things that I heard about. I have been an admirer of Eddie Hillisum for some years now. I I love her quotes and things that she's written. And I learned that, like Anne Frank, she was a young woman who kept a diary during that time. And one of the things that she wrote was... uh, she describes herself standing in a corner of the camp, her feet planted on earth. She says, my eyes raised toward heaven, tears running down my face, tears of deep emotion and gratitude. And I wonder, what could she be grateful for? And yet, through, really throughout her writing, she talks about seeing beauty, even in the midst of that horror. She mm-hmm. says other things that I, I don't write about all of them in this book, but I think if this woman facing that, it can raise her eyes and see beauty. And I wonder in that moment, was it that she was seeing the clouds in a beautiful way? Did she hear the call of a bird? Did she see a wildflower somehow in the distance beyond all the mud and the mess? But here is someone who can find beauty in living life every day. She also said she chose not to hate. You know, and she didn't want to group all uh, a group of people, put all the Germans into a group of bad people. This woman, I just think, had an extraordinary heart and the ability to see beauty, to tap yeah. into her strengths and her gifts in such a beautiful way. So I say, if she can do that, I can see beauty in anything. And what you write about in your, you have a discussion at the end of each of these. So on beauty, you say... For reflection, journaling, and discussion, you ask these questions. What are some ways that you experience beauty? Perhaps listening to music, arranging flowers, volunteering. In what places do you see beauty? Do you sense your own beauty, both inner and outer? Are you comfortable with both? Recall a time when you acted with beauty. How did you feel? And in what situations and areas of your life would you like to bring more beauty? 
And those are very special. And you have that for all of the areas of your book. You talk about strength, beauty. You talk about courage, compassion, hope, joy, talent, imagination, reverence, wisdom, love, faith. And you tell stories in all of these, Charlene. Beautifully done. Oh, thank you. Uh, Patricia, I also offer, it's a good time to mention that I, I send an email out every day called Today's Touchstone, and if um, anyone would like to sign up for that, they can do so at my website, which is my name, or the12gifts.com. But, uh, for example, Today's Touchstone is, again, I focused on beauty today. I focus on one of the gifts each day, but today's is be in awe of a sunset, a flower, a baby, another human being, watching the surf come in, listening to birds, So many things we can contemplate when we are in awe of beauty. The quote is from John Rogers. Now, I add, consider looking for beauty everywhere today, in likely and in seemingly unlikely places. Let's aim to be beautiful this day as beauty flows into us and out through us. How beautiful. You know, going back to the story that you told about the woman in the concentration camp, how do your stories help to de- decrease all the judgment that's going on in our culture? Well, I do believe that if, if one by one we choose to aim for seeing beauty, actually any one of these gifts, um, Plato many years ago said something like, if we go after any one of the higher qualities, we'll attract all of them because they commune together. I think they're like colors of the rainbow. You know, they're all like side by side and One gradually just shifts into another, and they're all aspects of love. But when we focus through quotes, through affirmations, through stories, and when we focus on, uh, you know, on, on what's good in us and what's good in others, I find that judgment falls away, for one thing, and the mean spiritedness and the having to be right, because something shifts in our consciousness. What is, what is your experience with that? Well, you know, I think um, I think what we put into our brains and what we put into our hearts is very important. And we see so much of news that's constantly negative, that's showing us images that are negative, that we begin to believe that that's the way it is. And that's the way it is in a small segment of the population but not everywhere. We need to be telling these stories that you're sharing more. Oh, I, I, I so agree. And I want to add something to that. Uh, Twelve years ago, I was diagnosed with stage four cancer. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I thought in a very similar way, what you just said is kind of a metaphor for this, or this is a metaphor for that, what we see in the news. I, I felt that, yes, there were a number of cells in my body that were confused, that were not acting in harmony with with the whole. And I chose also to not see them as bad. I didn't want to hate them. I just thought, you know, they're confused. But I do need to deal with it. But if I put it in context, that even if there were some billion of them, there are something like 70 trillion cells in our body. And I thought, you know... I'm seeing, I'm hearing, I'm smelling, my senses are working, I'm, I'm digesting, I'm breathing, and my heart is beating like all these systems and organs. So much was working, I was going to focus on that. And really, most, 
most of the world right now, there is so much goodness and love and harmony. And if we would, again, just keep shifting, shift away from where the, it seems to be troubled and shift into the greater, the goodness, not that we, we totally bury our heads in the sand, because I actually think that each one of us has a calling here to in some way make the world a better place and use mm-hmm. our gift of talent to be so joyful using our special abilities, love what we do, and, and do something good in the world. Mm, that's very well. That's why I do this work. I mean, it's it's really um, an example of what I do. I mean, my work is all about that through the media. So what I do is I pollinate and I find people like you with these messages and help them get them out there. And that's what I've done for many years, and it's the only kind of media that I do. And I know that I always feel good when I'm with at least one person like you. You know, when I'm talking with someone like you, when I'm reading good books, whether I'm in the company of people just by reading their books or we're talking on the phone, I'm in your presence, and we're talking like this, I find that the energy that feels uplifting in me um, gets, you know, goes even higher. It's unnourished and it's cultivated in me. Yeah, that's that's true. I appreciate that. However... Getting back to real reality, when we think of unstable societies such as Iraq, Syria, Libya, or Egypt, what do you think would be the right inherent gift to choose to help solve those problems? Wow, you're asking a really tough question there. And I I will admit that that is not my area of expertise. I do think, though, however, instead of seeing people anywhere as other, lesser, not good enough, I, I think by our very thoughts, well, first of all, I hope that the, the people who will choose to go there, work there, be our diplomats, be our, you know, who, who have those kind of skills, and, and um, we'll work with them in, in ways that are very respectful and wise. But I think of all of us, just like I thought about the cells in my body, and, um, you know, I took chemotherapy, I used... Um, I respected the skills of Western medicine, but I did many other things. But I think each one of us, when we're watching the news or when we see horror in, um, you know, whether it's a hurricane or it's, you know, it's Storm Sandy or it's Sandy Hook, we see someone acting out mm-hmm. in an aberrant way to, mm-hmm. to realize that we're connected, to be em- em- empathic with people, to see, well, what can I do to help without, without losing hope ourselves? I think that's a really important thing. But it, so much, your previous, one of your previous questions about judging, I think if one by one by one we take care of, you know, our own home, our own home front, our body, and mm-hmm. we stop the judging of ourselves as negative, the negative judgments we have of ourselves, comparing, um, just comparing people a lot, that whole not good enoughness, I think that's where mm-hmm. it, it stops, and you know one of the, um, or that's where it has to stop, and that will help lift us all. See, I, I think while what, we, what would be one of your tips, Charlene, for people to help build their own collection of touch tones, positive stories, and uplift them from the negativity and frustration and despair and sense of doom that many people are feeling today? What would be your uh, advice? Uh, I'm sorry, you to build their own collection. In light of the negativity and despair. Oh, in light of the negativity. Well, I'll, I'll share one that, that I use 
for me, and it's very personal, uh, my mom, near the end of her life, um, well, I have a number of stories about my mom. She survived um, a stroke when I was, we were told she would not make it through the night, and she survived, and she was I was told she'd be paralyzed. She fully recovered. I have plenty of stories that, sh- that show me, and I think this is what, if people collect, we all have them, times when things worked out. So finding the blessing, finding the opportunity, remembering that. But another one from my, my mom, when it did come time that it was near the end of her life and she um, was weakening as a result of leukemia, um, realized she was not going to be sort of fighting the disease anymore. She was accepting it. She started to pray differently and act differently. And she, her question was, what can I learn every day? And mm-hmm. then she started to, she would, her eyes would brighten. And I'd be in her company and she'd, she would, I could see that she was having these ahas within her. And she'd wave her hands around in a certain way, like put, she was putting a puzzle together. And she'd say, it's all falling into place. And the sense that I got, so my mom didn't tell me everything. She told me a few things, but not a lot about what she was seeing. But it was almost like too big for her to share. But I got the sense that all the things that were still like unresolved issues or things she wondered, why did it work out that way, she was all seeing it fit. She was seeing it fit together. For me, that helps me day by day in my own life and what's happening in the world. It leads me to say, how do I, how can I trust in what is unfolding? How can I trust in what is unfolding without, uh, without going to a place of worry and despair? Because I don't want to be putting that energy into whatever's the situation. When we do that, we it block our ability to be creative and have problem-solving ideas come to us. So what you're basically saying is the more people read and hear stories of strength, beauty, courage, and compassion, the more those qualities will come out in our life and we can copy those and seek those out because we know they really exist. Absolutely. Hearing them, it's like a tuning fork and it, it yeah. those gifts in us hum. You know, when we hear them and we get energized with them. Yeah. Let me um, also tell the listeners that in your book, here are some of the amazing stories that you tell in this book, Touchstones, Stories for Living the Twelve Gifts. A young mother discovered deep strength when she chose to save the life of a dog. A destroyed beach garden led a family to see more beauty. The Arizona Diamondbacks used imagination to win the, the World Series. An inner voice guided a father to help his daughter build self-worth. And a type of near-death experience increased an author's faith. So all those things gave people strength and courage in all those stories. Yes, and everyone um, who reads them, because I'm hearing that now, when people hear, hear such stories, and they even make the intention to start their own collection, that starts the process. And when we become willing just to kind of feel the nudges in our body telling us, pay attention to this story, pay attention to that in your life, that will start, that starts us with um, those memories, the stories coming up like gems in us, like, like the, the gold in us coming forth to help us live more richly. Right, and I want to I want to uh, say again the twelve gifts that are in many of your books in the series or in all of your books, and they are strength, beauty, courage, compassion, hope, joy, talent, 
imagination, reverence, wisdom, love, and the last one is faith. And you have stories in this book, Touchstones, that talk about and address each of those 12 gifts. It's really a beautiful book. Oh, thank you, Patricia. Yeah, what would you like to leave our listeners with today? If they get one thing out of your book and out of your work, where is your your, uh, message of hope for our listeners? Well, I would say live well today as best you can because today's choices, the emotions, the thoughts that we think, affect the quality of how we live today. They influence tomorrow and they shape our future. Yeah. And tell people how they can find your this book, Touchstones, and your other books as well. And tell us well, a little bit about your other books too. Well, first of all, ask your favorite bookseller or look online. A lot, lots of people buy that way. They're all on um, Amazon and all the other uh, bookselling sites. Um, the 12 Gifts of Birth, the 12 Gifts for Healing, which I wrote while I was facing cancer, the 12 gift, Gifts in Marriage are short fables. The 13th gift is a story about wonderment, keeping that alive in us and mm. explains why people all over the world pick up stones. And as we said, Touchstones is a collection, chicken soup for the soul type of collection of uh, stories about all the gifts. And if I may leave um, something from the first book, The Twelve Gifts of Birth, a few of the, the blessings that are in the heart of the message of that book. Strength, may you remember to call upon it whenever you need it. Beauty, may your deeds reflect its depth. Courage, may you speak and act with confidence and use courage to follow your own path. Compassion, may you be gentle with yourself and others. May you forgive those who hurt you and yourself when you make mistakes. And that one is especially powerful. Mm. I think so many of us are, are can be really hard on ourselves and others. Mm, absolutely. I mean, that's that's something that I think a lot of us uh, go through all the time is, is that, that uh, struggle with self-esteem and self-worth because we're seeing comparisons around us all the time. Um, but I do want to say that I think is really so important to mention is that what you're doing is working. You have over three-quarters of a million 12 books sold so far. So your stories are reaching the masses. They really are, Charlene. Well, thank you for reminding me of that. I sometimes yeah. forget. I will tell you, I admit, I have to walk my talk, practice what I preach every day. Well, so do I. And it's not always easy because we're not always filled with that in our society. But it's those of us who are doing this work that keep it up and um, we just keep spreading it because the light is, is brighter than the darkness. Mm, absolutely. And I think, you know, I when I was a little girl, I loved stories about fairy godmothers. And when I got older, and I used to wish I had one, when I became a mom, sometimes I wished I could be a fairy godmother because sometimes I would want to wave a magic wand and make things just automatically better for people I loved, my, especially my children. I mean, I realized that, you know, we can all be magic mirrors for each other. We can be reflecting the goodness that we see in people. You know, letting one another see, this this is a strength I see in you. This is, um, you know, the positive things we see in, in one another. In and fact, it, one helps, of- it helps so much. It helps so much to, for everybody. We need more of that. All right, so people can log on to CharleneCostanzo.com. 
Or is yes. there another email as or well? Or what's or easier, because that name might be, they may not, may not know the spelling, is simply the12gifts.com, either the word or the numeral. The12gifts.com. All right. Charlene, thanks so much for being on the program. Thank you, Patricia. It was uh, my pleasure. Thank you. Stay on the line for a minute. All right. Again, folks, my guest has been Charlene Costanzo. Her book is Touchstone Stories for Living the 12 Gifts. Very inspirational. Do get a copy. It's really special. And remember, I'll be with you again next week for an all-new program. Stay healthy. Stay happy. Get the support you need and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Write to me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Bye for now. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 